Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. My name is Drew and as always, I'm joined by my best pal. <laughs> I'm good at impersonation but I won't. I'll do it next week. Please do. No, I'll, I'll save it for You've next missed week. that boat now. I know, I know. How are you? Good, good. We're here to talk about FPL for another week. Yep. And uh, it's game week two of FPL but it was also game week two of our five side. Two weeks in a <laughs> row. I think yeah. the listeners will want an update every week now. The, the, Especially if we have the game weeks in line with FPL. That's it now. Um, the international breaks and stuff, we kind of want to play football even more than the much the target kind of <laughs> rubbish that is international football. So I think we're going to get ahead of FPL then. I found last night's game a lot harder though. I thought it was a harder game to play. A lot more running. I don't like, I don't like running. <laughs> it's your kryptonite. Yeah. Running. Running's not my strong suit. Give me a football and five yards out, and that's where <laughs> I want to be. That's easier. But uh, before we start, we always like to do our uh, housekeeping. And a good news this week, we've nobody to apologize to. That's a good start. So Probably we're already in our fourth podcast this season. Yeah, we've only um, had to apologize once. That's not bad. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, when Willie was on the pod, we were apologizing every second. And week. that was after editing it, editing it all out. Yeah. People were just offended by that guy. <laughs> I thought we talk about him every week so much. Like anybody who listens to this like fresh is like, who the fuck is this Willie? Like what's going on? <laughs> <sighs> right. So without further ado, let's start talking about game week two. Game week two. Didn't mean that to rhyme. Uh, this week, just tell me, how did you get on? Your points, your overall rank, your game week rank, and then we'll move on. New format, Kirks. Is it a new format? Just a, a quicker format? Slightly quicker. And we'll put in the minutes elsewhere. Okay. They so want to know how... I can do this. I can okay. do this, I think. <laughs> so I got 53 points. The overall average was 59 or 57. 57 on live, live FPL. But 59 the, um, on the official site. The average for the top 10K coming out of game week one was 50. So I suspect there was a lot of people who might have had a couple of... Uh, Spurs assets and maybe Carvaloon, who were picking up the pieces after game week one. Um, as it was okay for me, I don't mind. It was average, not great. I'm wildcarding now. I could have been better, could have been worse. So, you know, had Bamford, I think, got me out of a hole of all people, but um, it was fine. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that later on. <laughs> you might, what are you doing? You might be grounded. <laughs> um, ah, most of my punts for the the quick start didn't really pay off um most of my points came from kind of pe- people people have them already like they're not yeah what's your overall points uh where am i overall i am four hundred and thirty-six thousand, and i have i don't know where to even fucking see this anymore 143 points Okay. And when you're playing FPL, some people have a target week to week. Like, do you go, if I get 60 points per week, I'll be happy? Or do you? No, usually I look at. at my points between me and top 10K is my okay. kind of gauge. So, obviously, at the start of the season with all the hat tricks and everything, record amount of goals, like the people in top 10K aren't the people you want to be catching. There's some fucker in 1.5 million who's going to win this thing. Um, and you don't know where he is. So, um, just between 
me in top 10k for now 36 points it's okay I'm 1.3 million. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. I could be that fucker. <laughs> Although you want to close it up quickly enough. You said 1.5 million. Yeah. I've already got a head start on that guy. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll briefly talk about my week. So I got 61 points. I was ever so slightly above the average, which FPL says is 59. I'm on 126 points. Had a, my first red arrow of the season. But I'm not really looking at rank. And I'd love to be one of those people who I only discovered at the end of last season existed. Some people don't look at their rank for the whole season. They play the game, which I think is a really cool way to play. They play the game. Everything is kind of played in a bubble. They're not really checking live rank every How five minutes. How do you minutes. do that? I don't know. But I think all of your decisions are just really, what's the word I'm looking for? Not organic, but they're just pure. Yeah. yeah, it's just pure. And you never deviate from it. You never How do they do? panic. I, th- I think reasonably well, because I think you have to be a reasonably good player to stick to that. Yeah, to be actually ignoring it, you have to think about it in the first place. Yeah, so I'm 1.3 million, like I said, red arrow, but not overly worried. Uh, I say a, lot, a lot of red arrows. If you did anywhere decent in game, you wouldn't got a red arrow. And I didn't, I was fairly average, but I was asking you the question, do you have a target every week? And I'd be happy if I got 60 points every week. So 65 points last week, 61 points this week. I'm just there or thereabouts. Um, I think it's a solid start and I'm quite happy because I had a bad start last year. Like that when was you really card? hard to get out of. Um, I have a five, booked in it? for game week six after game week five. Yeah, I, I can't see that changing because I like some of the fixture swings and I own certain players that I want to get rid of then. Stick to the plan. For the most part, yeah. I'm happy to stick to the plan because it's gone okay. But I think you can deviate from the plan if it's not gone okay. Hashtag, yeah, new, hashtag plan. new plan. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kirk, a new pace to the podcast. We're going to go through game week two now. Just a little kind of summary of it, but now talk to me about how your players did and what players stood out to you. So, as always, we're going to start chronologically because I know you love that word. Yep. And the first game on, I'm not even going to try to spell it either, but I can say it and I'll continue to say it week on week on (laughs) week. So, uh, the first game was Everton 5, West Brom two yeah there's gonna be a pattern because there was a shitload of goals this week yeah and um, we were pointing out this is the highest amount of goals scored in a game week since opta or something stupid of that if 44 goals or something i think i read earlier on if someone wants to look that up and kind of prove us wrong okay we'll put it this name. way it's a lot of goals scored this game week <laughs> compared to normal exactly yeah and I, like i said everton five west brom two i didn't own a player between the two teams did you no Okay, so let's talk about what stood out in general. I'm like, did I? I'm like, no, I didn't. No. So um, uh, what stood out? What yeah. stood out was these were this was the only team who won by a large amount of goals who actually XG wise should have won by a large amount of goals. Okay. Which I thought was quite interesting. Um, there's a lot of big scores this week, but they were actually the ones who posted the, the largest XG. Um, which I think just backs up the fact that they're actually quite good. Um, it's like we said last week about a turnaround, like. I know it's a lot of signings and it's the big manager, but they're but um they actually look really good. <laughs> We're going to be bringing in at least two of their players, I'd say. Okay, um, maybe three. Can I put it to you just? I think coming up to half time, was it either one all or two one? Kieran Gibbs had a rush of blood to the head. Yeah, decided to box Hamez, got sent off. I thought West Brom were doing quite good up until then. But we're not match of the day. We're not here to talk about how the game is going. We're here to talk about the FPL assets. So I'll start with West Brom. 
And uh, I think Pereira and Diangana, the two people that would have been highlighted at the start of the season, they look like they've got a little bit of X factor. And like as bad as West Brom are going to be, they yeah. still might get you points. Like both of them scored world class goals. I'm not bringing either of them in though. Um, yeah, I just think West Brom will get relegated. I don't know if I want to be clinging on to any of their, the players unless there's really, really good value there. Yeah. Um, I see the price on him though. I don't think it's it's great though. I agree with you on that. There's probably better assets around the price. Like, are they both around six, the six million mark? Yeah, I um, thought prayer in my head was six, but yeah, six million. Yeah, the is five point five, and it's like five point five is a kind price point. It is, but like you can get like a load of wolves players for five point five. That's like, true. For six million, you can get Podens, who we'll probably talk about later on as well. Like, you can get Klitsch from. Leeds I think they're, on penalties. They're good players, but I think the price has already picked that up, and um, under West Brom, and they're probably getting relegated. It's a good point. So let's move on. To, <laughs> no, it is. Let's move yeah. on to Everton. So like you said, Everton were the team who scored five goals. They had an XG of 4.16. So it was like the closest to the actual amount of goals they scored. So these guys... Uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest talking point here is who do you bring in? Um, they look good. They look balanced. Um, defensively, maybe still a little bit suspect, but like just such a such a more steely midfield. Um, I think the conversation is... Uh, Dominic Calvert-Loon versus Ricardison and is Hamez a FPL option I think they're, that's probably the what to do um, personally I'm on Ricardison I think he's worth the extra money I think he's the better player um, I think he will get involved in assists and goals um, I think Calvert-Loon probably benefited from the fact there was a man sent off and just had the extra bit of space and his XG was good but I don't see that happening every week he's not like he's turned into a world class player this season to last season where Carlson has always been a good player and he's always been on the edge of the people's teams over the last couple of years so I'm thinking Carlson for me myself um, I don't know if you have any yeah no I do have an opinion and it's uh, it's different to what I thought it was going to be at the start of the, <laughs> no, at the start of the season I thought Richardson could be a sneaky one even though 8 million he didn't go up he was the exact same price but he changed to a forward yeah. which wasn't ideal but um uh, the first game against Spurs, I thought he looked a lot more lively than uh, DCL, who got the goal and all the plaudits. In this game, I thought he looked a lot more lively, looked a lot more uh, dangerous. He made loads of penetrating runs. He actually looks up for it, which isn't always like him. Yeah, like He's running around like a mad... Richardson, yeah. Yeah, Richardson. Yeah. But uh, what I like about DCL is he's just in the six-yard box, and that's all he wants to do, do you know? Yeah. He's deadly in the air. Like um, There's few people are going to get up above him. Scored two really nice headers already. I don't know how many yards the accumulation of his four goals so far this season were, but it's pretty low. Like I'd say you can it's under eighteen yards, like so Yeah, so you know, we don't really care. His four goals were probably from shorter accumulative distances than Hamas's one goal. <coughs> oh Hamas shouldn't have scored by all accounts. <laughs> yeah. He's just He's just always in the right place at the right time. He's just dangerous and at a whole million cheaper than Richarlison. He's he's not no, now. I think now. He's, he's has he rose seven. twice? He's gone twice and he might go a third as well. So still, he's just that guy who's going to be on the end of everything. And if I was bringing in an Everton player, it would be him. Hamez, I think, is a a lovely footballer, but I don't think he's going to get returns every week. A plus side is that he is on some set pieces and he actually set up one of. Yeah, DCL's I, goals. It's quality. And if you can't get an Everton striker in, maybe you're just cover yourself with him. But 
there's loads of options in midfield as well in the six million, five and a half million bracket. They'll probably get more points than him, really. Yeah, I think he's going to be pulling the strings, orchestrating everything, but it might not always lead to FPL points. Yeah. Like his goal was a lovely finish for 0.03 XG. You know, <laughs> and actually, I was looking at him before the season started. I wrote an article for one of the newspapers, Kirks. Wow. Yeah, I didn't really, but I said last week that I wrote for The Athletic, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I don't know what that Not means. a clue what it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at that. Every time I click onto that, I go, it's like, please subscribe to read the rest of this article. I'm like, nope. <laughs> But so I had a good look at uh, Hamez and he completely outperforms his XG. Like he, he scores all these kind of. Yeah, he's going to be really someone who picks up the ball and, and puts it in the corner from out like 30 yards. Yeah. His left is, foot is a weapon. Which isn't an XG thing. It's not. He's an XG buster. But he's not going to score 30 of them. No, he'll he's get, definitely not. He'll get eight goals this season or something. Whereas Calvert Lewin might score 25 yard goals yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. He might. And at like, like we said, 7.2 million. Happy days. And I think Everton's run of fixtures are still quite nice. Um, In terms of shots then, Dominic Carvalhoon had six, Richardson had five, Rodriguez had one. Yeah. Uh, then key passes, uh, Carvalhoon had none, Charleston had two, Rodriguez had two. So my angle is just Richardson's going to be involved either yeah. way. And Dominic, Carver- Dominic Carvalhoon is going to be in the six-yard box, maybe benefiting. So, yeah, can I put this to you? We're spending a long time on this game, seeing as none big, of us own these players. Straight forward. Oh, Everton are all of these guys. My team. Actually. Everton are a big team. You said, I think you said Richardson had six shots. Hmm. Hamas had one. Yeah. Are you of the school who likes the guy to be peppering the goal, having six shots and no goals, or do you like the guy one shot, one goal? I don't think you can sustain that. I would prefer shots all the time. Me too. I, I, but I always look at shots per xg or some sort of ratio yeah. on that, so that he's not taking shots from the halfway line. He's taking shots maybe inside the box. Yeah. Um, like, so the, the old school Harry Kane and all that kind of crap where he's getting eight shots a game and they're all inside the box. That's you. That's what you really want. Cool. And before we wrap up Everton, I said their fixtures are quite nice, but are they? So they play Palace away next. Palace uh, are top of the table. Yeah, I know. Six they're, points they're, out of they six. They are there to be beat, but they are looking They're a very tricky solid. team. Um, then they play Brighton at home. Brighton, Brighton look good. Look good. Then they have the Merseyside derby against Liverpool. So Nil all. next three aren't great. No, I, I, I'm planning my wildcard for the next game week, but it's going to have to do me till Christmas. Yeah. So it's not the, just the, the fixtures. I'll have a, a full squad now, maybe one Deadwood guy on the bench and the rest of them I'll have to rotate around. So um, yeah, I take that point. It's not ideal fixtures, but like they should be Palace. I mean, how good are Palace? I don't know. It's hard to tell. But uh, Brighton looked like they're playing really good football. They probably should have gotten some out of the Chelsea game. They're good again, but they're probably there to be beaten by Everton now, aren't they? If Everton beat Palace and Brighton in their next game, then they are the real deal. Now, this podcast doesn't sponsor Evander Holyfield. I just keep <laughs> using the real deal, just his nickname for some reason, but it's just a you phrase like that's boxing. in my head. I, I used to like boxing, and like I only seem to use it when it comes to Everton. But... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just the what's in my head. Like, are they the actual real deal? So, like I said, if they beat Palace and if they beat Brighton, yeah, they are the real I, deal. I, I think Holden they should. Field. I think they should. I don't think they'll beat both of them. I'd be shocked. So you're saying a draw and a win, or like I think they could lose one of them. Okay, I wouldn't be shocked by any results in them other than two wins. So we'll move on to the next game and another boatload of goals. Leeds four, Fulham three. Uh, in terms of ownership, I own the Leeds goalie still. So they've now conceded seven goals in two games. It's not gone great, but 
like I said last week, we brought him in for the long haul. So we'll have a look. If we were to look at Fulham's XG, I'd say it's not overly high. Like he conceded a penalty. Um, yeah, that, I, I have it on the screen here. The XG was actually 1.45 versus 1.56. Yeah, so, so leads three goals out of that. Fulham had the higher XG, which is surprising. But again, it's one all on XG in 4-3. Uh, as a result, yeah, it's crazy. So before we go into that match in more depth, did you own anyone other than uh... Bamford? Yeah, um, no, just Bamford. And to be honest, the reason I have Bamford is just he's five and a half million. He was five and a half million, um, and Leeds just look like they're going to go for it. And yeah. it's kind of like the, the Dominic Cavaloon argument. He's just going to be that guy who's at the top of this. Rodrigo doesn't look like he's up to it at all. Um, so he's going to play, and like an attacking team. With a, with a four two three, whatever they're going to play, and he's the the guy in the box. It's like five and a half million. It's like, and yes, please. He actually channeled his inner Thierry Henry and uh, ghosted in from the left and just did that. He's a weird player. Curled isn't it he? into the far corner. He's one of those lads like he was always on the verge of being um, a big. Where player. was he first? Middlesbrough was it? Chelsea, isn't he? Yes. Then he went to Middlesbrough. He was always one of those guys. Did nothing in the Premier League, scored a young as a young player. He was like, Oh, he's the next big he's 34 player. now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he's not really, he's probably mid 20s, 20, is he? Yeah, 27 or 28. Oh, he's not that old, he is. I think I don't think he is. Uh, I can go trying to look it up. Um, you go, you work away there, Kirks. I'm gonna fill in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, a goal and an assist. Now, you brought him in, and it was mainly to protect 27. Your, oh, didn't think he was that old to protect your bank. Like, I you thought you were gonna bank. get him in anyway. He was going up in price. Has he double rows now? Uh, he is, if he hasn't, he's on his way. He is now five point seven. Yeah, yep. so he has gone up twice, and like you said, he's going to be the the number nine for Leeds or an attacking team. I still don't think he's a great finisher, even though he's finished no, his I don't two chances well this season. But he had one, I think he had one shot and goal, and he created one chance in that game. I think and he got a goal and an assist. Two yeah, bonus. His, his conversion rate in the championship was was pants. I think it was like half of that of a top Premiership striker. Which okay, fair enough. He's not an Aguero, but yeah, it's not great. But it, I don't care. Five and a half million. He doesn't have to do a whole lot for me. Should we only judge him on his merits this season, though? Like at the start of the season, I was like listening to you going, his conversion rate isn't great. But all of a sudden, his conversion rate has been great in the Premier League. It has though, yeah. and that's against Liverpool. That's yeah, you know, I know the Liverpool one was a gift. He still had to finish it, and like against Allison and. Yeah, uh, Virgil van Dijk breathing down your neck after making a big fuck up. Like, <laughs> so he still finished both goals. Yeah, no, well. I'm happy with him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dissing him at all. And like, I would go against Carvalhoon because there's, there's options, but Leeds five and a half. There is no other options. Like, he just seems like such a great player to have in your squad. Yeah, you can, I can bench him like without big deal either. So then the other uh, Leeds players Clinch. of interest are probably. The other five and a half million guys, now they've probably risen as well. Klitsch has gone up in price. He, yeah. We know he's... Do we know he's the designated penalty taker? He took that penalty. Did they have any kind of funky arrangement where they shared him? Or, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, to be honest. It's Bamford and Klitsch, but I don't know if they've it's They've both like, taken them last season. Yeah, I don't they, know if it's like one misses and the other guy gets it for an extended period of time, or you win yeah. and you take it, or I don't know. This is the kind of crap that Willie would have known. It's like he's dead. It's like I talk about him like he's dead. He may as well be. <laughs> but... uh. Other than the penalty, I thought Klitsch looked quite good. He did he play in Bamford for the goal? Um he looks like a, a clever attacking player and just with penalties 
Yeah. Before I, we get into all the other games, like penalties look like they're going to be a joke shop this season. The referees have just been ordered to hand them out no matter what. Yeah, and the keeper can't come off his line, which means it's actually probably easier to score. The yeah. angle's a little bit shorter, so um or tighter. Get in nine penalty takers. Yeah, that's a big it's happens. a big factor. Um I actually was probably fifty fifty between him and Glitch, but it's easier to fill the midfield slot with someone cheaper than it yeah. is to fill a forward slot. So if I didn't have Bamford, I'd probably be going Wickham. You know, someone, <laughs> someone who's not playing and it's just going yeah. to sit in my third spot. So I ended up going with him because of that. A million more and he's getting points. Yeah. Nice fixtures. So I, I don't think they're great uh, medium term. They're playing Sheffield United away, Man City, Wolves. Then they play Villa, Leicester, Palace, Arsenal, Everton. They're not great. No, they're not great. The thing about them, though, is they do look like they're just going to have a go anyway. Like the way they approached the Liverpool game was really positive. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it against them to, to get a goal in all those games, especially yeah, Sheffield United. I wouldn't games. be looking at their defence, though, would you? No, I did have Dallas on the radar for the first game week, and then I just kind of went off them completely. Before we wrap them up, we have to mention uh, Helder Costa scored two goals, two great finishes. Um, as we're now a stats-based pod, the XG on both of them were very low. And but, he's uh, just gone up in prize, I think, as well. Has he? Yeah, I think every jumped on the... I would never be getting him in ahead of Klitsch. No, I don't see a reason to know the penalties. Do you know? Right, before we move on, let's briefly touch on Mitrovic because I've no interest in any other Fulham players. But <laughs> um, they were touted at the start of the season that they're not a great team, but they had a good run of fixtures. And if you're going to get in anyone, it was going to be Mitrovic and he might be able to get off to a fast start. And uh, two goals in two games is pretty solid. We know he's the third penalty taker. Scored a nice header, as I said. But I still don't trust Fulham and I'm not buying him. But if you started with him, you obviously have to keep them like um, Fulham are playing Villa next. Yeah, it'd be actually interesting game. Um, I'm no interest in Fulham overall. I, I just don't think they're they don't go forward enough, they're not defensively sound enough. I think they're gonna go down and maybe possibly break the record for the least amount of points. <laughs> um they're just are no, they're a nutting team. Um and I, that because of that, I have no interest in Mitrovic, no matter how good he is ahead in the ball or taking a penalty. I love how you sit on the fence as well. <laughs> next game was Man United won. Palace tree and deserved winners. Oh, big time. Can I frame it this way? No. If Don't do it. the losers in game week one were the members of Team No Sala. Yeah. Like myself. Um the Ramuses to your Romulus, as we like to say these days on the podcast. Did we say that last week? Viva La Rome. Okay. But uh <laughs> I think the losers in game week two were the people who either brought in United players from the start and put them on their bench and kind of compromised their game week one teams a little bit. Or the people who sold players like Son and brought in Bruno, Do we know who the worst people were? The people who took a hit to bring in maybe one or two. That's like the ultimate fucking... Yeah. Are those guys, we'll come to it for Liverpool, who sold... Mane for Salah in game week two, and then he did the old reverse roo. Yeah, I stick with it. That's the thing, isn't it? A little bit, but yeah, yeah let's get into the United game, Kirks. Enough of your uh, Rome um, history and all that jazz. What from the United game? Very quickly for me, I'm going to bring in Greenwood now because he's two million cheaper than than Rashford. He came off the bench and showed he's their best striker, and he has to play. Okay. Now, this is coming from a notorious Greenwood Anthony fan. Martial hater. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it's 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 mad. I don't think it has to be an anti-Martial or anti-United person 
to 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 see that Martial is not a great number nine. He's a great, he's a good player, technically great player. Greenwood is is actually quality, like two footed, like dangerous, can shoot from anywhere, clever player. Like I, as far as I can can see, he should be playing, and he's two million cheaper than Rashford. Fair enough. Maybe I'm wrong because I did it last season. I had Greenwood in my team at the start of the season, saying the same shite, and I took him out of my team, and then he came in. <laughs> I made a balls of it, so. It's a lot easier when he was a four and a half million enabler still, back then. Still made a balls of it. Um, yeah, from a United and Palace point of view, like you said, uh, Palace were just miles ahead. I couldn't believe how much better they were than United, like in all aspects of the game. You know, at the back, going forward, on the break, they looked really dangerous. Um, Maguire and Lindelof were just absolutely terrible going backwards. They're so slow. <laughs> yeah. Lindelof is so weak. Uh, Zaha was just way too fast for Maguire way too strong for Lindelof I was talking to a United fan yesterday and I was just like Lindelof is like a a good Christensen <laughs> and I mean most, what does that even in say in the most <laughs> negative way possible like how is that person in the centre half like just so such a pushover yeah Palace scored an early goal um, so United never really got going but they had no game plan they had no Attack and threat. Uh, the only people who stood out for them so that they don't kind of ramble on too much because United aren't worth talking about this week. Uh, Bruno, he created a good few chances. He had a few shots. He didn't have anything meaningful. He was the only guy that really seemed to care. Even tracking back, he made a few last-ditch tackles. And Yeah. Um, no, and the stats is back that up as well. Most shots, most uh, key passes. Um, but he needs another penalty. Yeah. But was it a bit strange of the, the the player choice? Yeah, definitely. Like, first off, the right back. I know I don't think he had a choice there. I think it was Van Bataka coming back from somewhere. But like he benched Greenwood. Gambia, I think. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh he benched Greenwood and Pep played Foden, even though they kind of came off the same kind of crap. Foden plays brilliantly, scores a goal. Greenwood come off comes off the bench and plays well. But like Foden that... didn't do laughing gas. Oh, that's maybe the... maybe that's the difference. That's why he get dropped. Yeah. Although Sterling did laughing gas and plays, I'm sure. <laughs> and Grealish. Uh, I wonder if he just trying to be a, a good manager, inverted commas, he maybe kind of compromised the team. Yeah. It's funny you should bring that up. Do you think uh, people write off and don't give Roy Hodgson enough respect? Like, gone into that game. Surely, ba- <laughs> no, I write him off the whole time. No, but based on experience and uh, ability, like United have a better team, obviously, but like Roy. I was to say or or Orbison. <laughs> Roy Hodgson, like he's another level of manager to Ole. And like people won't like to hear this, but no, he is a, like he, experience he's, he's wise. He's managed organized. some big yeah. teams. He's uh always punched above his weight with the the lower teams. Do you know what he kind of reminds me of? Do you do you mind me asking, do you have any grandparents still alive? No. Me neither. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Do you know when you like go to visit like your granddad or something and just say he was in a home or he's living on his own and like you just give him no respect. This is like when they're old. Do you know, he's at home. He's kind of dribbling on himself. He's offering oh to make God. you some food and you're like, no, I don't want that. Just you sit there. But like you're kind of forgetting that in his life, he probably fought in two world wars. What is he, 70? Uh, he's been with more women than like you've had hot dinners. He 70? probably has. Is he 70? Loads of skills, like you can probably so play the trumpet. Not Roy, I mean your granddad. Oh, and you're right. not like taking him seriously. This people are kind of not taking Roy Hodgson seriously. You know, the likes of Frank Lampard and Solitaire Rock up going. I, I'm young, honest, I'm a new manager. I'm gonna Hodgson should never have gotten the Liverpool job. 
Um, and he was in over his head, I think, with, in that job. And I think that's maybe why I kind of dismiss him a little bit more. But um, he's super organized. Remember the Fulham? He got to like yeah. the Europa League final, was it? And that, but it's a it's four four two. It's like basic football. It's like do the basics right and like a quick guy up front. Can't dismiss him, but like Crystal Palace, come on. <laughs> I decimated Crystal Palace as well. Like they have so many injuries. Like Kiate is playing centre half. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe United went into the game thinking, as is Crystal Palace. We were listening to their FBL Renegade podcast and like Palace are getting relegated. We don't need to do a, a tap here. We're grand. Yeah. And but Palace had a, a better preseason, a better preparation than most teams with no Europe and all that kind of crap. So they're they're super organized. I can't believe they're doing as well as they are, but they are. Yeah. I thought it might be ring rust, but then City come out yesterday and beat a Wolves team who were looking in great form. So it's not ring rust from a United point of view. They were just bad. I think it was a bad team choice and just maybe a lazy performance. So before I wrap that up, um, any interest in Palace assets? Yeah, now just, play? just the defenders uh, because they're so cheap. Not so. Zaha? No, not really. Seven million midfielder. I got way too many options. Three goals, two games. Might be taking penalties. Foden's six and a half. Foden's is five and a half. Like, That's a fair point. Why would you? And do we stick with United assets or do we move on? I Especially people who are wildcard. Covering myself, but I'm going with the cheapest of the the bunch with Greenwood. I, I don't know if that non-committal. I don't know. Maybe no, no. It, I think it tells a story. You're not willing to go without, but you're not willing to put any money <laughs> yeah. into it. No, it's that's pretty much it. Sense. Um, the two lads at the back for Palace. Um, your man who's starting at left back now, Mitchell, will play for a few more games. But I think I'll ultimately switch him to Ferguson. I think will they land right back splot? Splot? Yeah. Stop drinking. Eight <laughs> percent. <laughs> um, I think Van Arnold will take a spot back from Mitchell, but Ferguson should take Ward's spot going forward. Yeah, and uh, Van Arnold, like. If it was a fair world, it should be like a bit of a battle for him to take back that spot because your man's done absolutely nothing wrong. Maybe he's very it. solid. And yeah. um, maybe you get two of them. Gotten an assist. Play two left backs. No, your man's right back. Ferguson's right back. Oh no, but oh, I mean no, sorry, Mitchell. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean Mitchell and Ferguson. Do you know, like Van Anhalt is one of their star players, and I can't imagine Roy dropping him. Uh, as experienced as he is, and you know, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I think he's going. He I think he's going back in to play but... the trumpet. <laughs> but and so so his own patches patches seeds who knows Kirks. so move on to the next game and quickly uh, quickly no no I like my analogies and uh, so do all of our listeners I'm not I'm sure I understand any of your analogies I don't either sometimes I listen back and be like what were you trying to say here Andy <laughs> Drew whatever your name is <laughs> yeah. so uh, Arsenal 2 West Ham 1 and um, uh, Aubameyang was probably the most captain player of the week. Fairly disappointing. I'm happy he got something just worth captaining, but not much to say on this game. Arsenal look like they're a bit more resolute and a bit more reliable, maybe a little bit, but um, XG-wise, they lost this game 2-1. Um, maybe West Ham much improved from game week one. I don't know. Not really taking a lot from this game. Yeah, So we won't uh, dwell on it. Suchek had a couple of chances with a couple of crosses. Um I don't know. That's about it. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy I was saying to off air that makes us sound really off professional. Air. Yeah, like a real big on air sign. Um West Ham's fixtures. They turn in game week eight. They play Fulham, Sheffield United, and Villa. That's when I'll be looking at West Ham. But up until then, they play Wolves, yeah, yeah. Leicester, Spurs, City, Liverpool. Hopefully a price drop for Suchek. And maybe then he's worth bringing in against some other teams. But he did look like he got forward on the end of crosses. He hit the bar. 
Yeah. He is. I don't know where he's from. I'm going to say Czech. He's the Czech Marwan Fellaini. Yeah, I, I'm not totally sold on him. Like everybody must have him, but he did but stand out. Five million. Yeah. And possibly 4.9. 4. Yeah. 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 Uh, looking at Arsenal, Lacazette scored a second goal of the season. Lovely header from Menno Bamian Cross, even. Okay, yeah. Eight and a half million. If he nailed down that spot. No, he won't nail down that spot. He, do you think there's too much uh, there's too much pep going on here with this lad there's too much and, and Ketia came off the bench and scored the winner and the two lads you were saying were boxing the head off each other pre-game in game week one uh, combined to get the winner <laughs> Danny Ceballos squared it to him just a tap in Ceballos looks like a good uh, forward thinking yeah, angry player yeah. I like he kind of plays with a bit of anger or something I don't know if he's a great FPL player he, he looks like a great player for Arsenal, but I don't know FPL wise. It's hard to tell. He did get the assist. Like he does look, he plays a good forward ball. But yeah. is he one of those James Rodriguez, Thiago type lads who's going to be really good in the middle of the park, but be the guy who spreads it out wide before the assist comes in? Yeah, he looks professional. <laughs> professional, that's good. You know, I do like him. So we'll move on. Um, Southampton two, Spurs five. What an absolute mental game that was! It's one of the few games that I actually watched all of it and. I missed it now, but just the scoreline and then looking at the XG was just mad enough for me. I was watching it and Spurs went 1-0 down. Danny Ings scored a nice goal. And it was like, Danny Ings, he's still in business. It was uh, a good over-the-top ball from uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. Good finish from Ings. And Spurs, their heads just dropped. They didn't look great for the whole of the first half. They looked exactly like they looked against Everton. And I'm a son owner sitting there going... All right, son. This doesn't look great. And uh, Sky Sports or B2, whoever it was on, and I realised they try and kind of dramatise everything, but they kind of started going around all the Spurs players and gone, the body language does not look good here. And it would go on like Eric Dyer, then Sun, then Kane, and they were standing there with sad faces. And then all of a sudden, Sun got an equaliser just before half time out of nowhere. And uh, Spurs came out in the second half. I think Jose changed it up a little bit. I think up front Son moved closer to Kane yeah. two up front and I don't know it was just a crazy game to watch after that like Son will never have that game again my I, I didn't see the game but my taking of it was I'm listening to the, the post-match comments from the managers was um, Southampton just didn't defend no like they just let Kane get the ball they let Son run in behind and they just were shite um, which they did last season as well. If you remember, they went on an awful losing streak for a while, and then Asnoodle kept his job, which I think was probably a, a good decision. It was brave, but a great yeah. decision in the end. Yeah. But they, they were like, we're not defending properly, and then they turned it around and started defending properly. And it just Spurs and the way they play, I, I'm not sold. I don't care. Like, uh, it would have been great to be on the four goals. Like, congratulations. But <laughs> thank you, sir. I don't know if I'm going to be. Like fall over myself to get Spurs players in on the back of it. See, I wouldn't either. And uh, Southampton were so bad. I think I described it to you yesterday as a. Uh, it was like playing FIFA, where you pass the ball to a guy, you hold L one for the one two, <laughs> and he kind of runs in over the top, played over top goal. Like it was real. It was completely like FIFA. Harry Kane, like great passing, son, electric running through, like has a great first touch and really good finisher. You never thought he was going to miss, but. After, like, the second or third goal, you're like, why are Southampton letting them do this? Yeah, maybe Southampton's back line, or maybe more of their centre-halves is maybe the reason. Like, Stevens and Benrack, 
It's not great. They're slow enough. It's not great though. No. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought Yoshida was probably maybe he's just too old. He's thirty-two. He's moved to some Italian team. But I think they need somebody in there. Um, were you saying they have that lad? They brought a guy from Spain, Sally Sue or something, young guy. Oh, yeah. Like, had a great season last year. He's meant to be really highly rated. I won't lie. I know nothing about him, but Ralph Hasenhutl seems <laughs> quite enthused with him, and he's looking forward to getting him in the team. Yeah, I mean, they have two decent fullbacks. Um, Romeo is a very defensive kind of shield. They just need a decent center half, I think, but I don't know. What about the guys who brought in Shea Adams, six million? I don't he's know. playing well. I don't. He just can't buy a goal. I don't know why you take that chance. No. Like, why would you take that chance? His holder play is really good. He's kind of dropping deep, making things happen, and then he's had two or three good chances. He just doesn't look like a six finisher. Million. Six million. I'd rather have Kedia, Obviously, I brought him in. Uh, I'd rather have Bamford. Obviously, <laughs> but there's Mitrovic. Mitrovic as well. I'd rather have taking penalties and stuff. I I don't know why you'd bring Adams in. Um, Southampton aren't that good. Like. They go through patches where they're really good attacking wise, and then they go through patches where they can't defend for the lives. So I don't know. I think I said last week they're going to finish. Did I say twelfth or thirteenth or something? You did, and I thought that was quite low, but you could be right. Um, they just because you have this kind of spidey sense when it comes to football. It makes no <laughs> sense, but I just think it the, gets there. I just think at the end result, that's kind of my whole thing. Is like where is something going to finish, and then from that, you know, they're only going to win so many games, and you're going to be in negative goal difference. Therefore, this has to happen somewhere yeah. or another. So um, for Spurs, Son and Kane absolutely mopped up. And like you said, in the first two games, I haven't been overly impressed with either of them. But now they go into a run where they play Newcastle at home. Newcastle are usually quite a low defensive kind of yeah. block team. It, it doesn't look like it would be great for Son in that regard. But like they were terrible against that's, Brighton. That's, that's a great point, actually. The Son thrives on the space behind and, yeah. and speed. They're going to sit back and soak it up. And that might frustrate Spurs, and you might actually work a now uh, gamble on, on Newcastle when I can. Then they play United at Old Trafford, and if the Palace game is anything to go by, Sun is going to mop up. Um, then okay. they play West Ham at home, Burnley, Brighton, West Brom. So the fixtures are still really good, and they're <sighs> going to tempt people in. I just I can't I can't I don't trust them at all. Like I wouldn't mind if someone gave me good odds on any of those teams to beat them. <laughs> like Brighton are playing really good football at the moment. Burnley are not an easy team to beat. No. Um, West Brom, Leicester yes. bet them very easily. Yeah, I know. That Jimmy Dunn. Like, who the hell is Jimmy Dunn? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, don't, I just don't trust them. I, they could quite the next... Jimmy Dunn has more goals than all of the United attacking players this season. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the next game, which was Newcastle nil, Brighton 3. Um, one of the biggest bandwagons of the season, Alan St. Maximam. I nearly he, did it. I nearly did it myself. He... He kind of signed off his own P45 for me. I was uh, doubtful getting him in at the start of the season. I had a soft spot for him and I brought him in halfway through last season. But I've noticed he picks up a lot of 50-50 kind of injuries. So I don't mean they're from 50-50 challenges, but it's like 50-50 where, whether he's going to recover. Like he doesn't get any bad injuries. <laughs> he's always a yellow mark on him. Yeah, Steve Bruce is always like, oh, Alan might be okay, he should be all right. I'm not sure if the weekend's going to be too soon. And after a few weeks of that, you just want to get a guy in who's playing week in, week out. So he's actually Your left my team. Five, five and a half million. Yeah, again, there's options there, you see. But he is all razzle-dazzle. And at the start of the season, wasn't 100% sure on Klitsch, Podence, the yeah. other five and a half. Whereas now, there's a bit more data. 
So he's gone anyway. He got injured and he went off very early and, and he gave away the penalty. <laughs> but uh, Neil Mope scored two goals. Um, Mope, your man from last season. It yeah. would have been golden. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Something in my eye. It's actually your not finger? tears. Just, your finger. just something in my eye. Um, yeah, Mope looked good. Uh, Aaron Connolly scored a lovely goal from yeah, an Irish point nice. of view. Yeah. We're always happy with that. I'd still prefer it was four and a half million instead of five and a half million. Yeah, I actually was half tempted with him, but I think just versus Bamford, I think it was just a bit easier. Lamptey looked great for the fifty-eight looks, minutes that he was on. He looks like a world beater. Um, your man Basuma wasn't bad either, but he probably was more defensive. But uh, Lamptey and suspended. <laughs> yeah, and suspended. But Lamptey's coming to my team. I think he was everywhere. He was like a Kante on crack. He's rapid, <laughs> like he's. Has he got back-to-back assists now? Um, yeah, and they're, they're playing that the uh, wing-back system. So, like, he's operating as a midfielder when they're attacking. So He's got a bit of a license. It's always good, yeah. Um, he looks like he's a dead cert now to play. So Newcastle, though, such a... They weren't bad the first game. Switch-up from, yeah, game week one. They bet West Ham very comfortably. Back at St. James's Park, I thought, Newcastle could be Brighton here and like be on their merry way for the season yeah, but, uh, Brighton were way better I didn't what's see the XG I didn't see 3-0 coming up but uh, no, the XG is 0.5 for Newcastle 1.8 for Brighton so Brighton deservedly yeah deservedly we winner. need to throw in a penalty there but it's still comfortably ahead yeah so it's, it's 1-0 with the penalty 2-0 with the penalties like, so it's not it's fair like it's yeah I'm not going to be investing in any Newcastle players going no, forward? Not at the moment. Maybe Lewis, but he's after getting booked and he's sort of conceding those goals. Who's gone off the list a little bit? But he's four and a half, and he got roundhoused by. Uh, oh yeah, did you see that? Suma, fucking hell! Chuck Norris would have been proud. Yellow card, like unbelievable. He broke his face. Yeah, it got changed to red. It though, did, yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> but the like, referee was pretty kind. I, I, I can see why. Like he gave me yellow. If you didn't see it, like from the whatever angle, like yeah. he was going for the ball, he's trying to like. Back heel it in the air, but fucking hell, he's square in the face, yeah, right in the mush. <laughs> but Brighton, Brighton looked like a good team, and they, um, they play United next. I don't think they should have any fear of United. Everton, Palace, West Brom, Spurs, Burnley, Villa. I think in the main they're quite good fixtures. Yeah. And if you were gonna get in a Brighton player now, I wouldn't put you off. And uh, one of the uh, main Lampty. guys I'd be looking at is other than Lamptey Trossard. Trossard. Um, yeah, I had he looked great in flashes yeah. last season and. My big worry last year near the end of the season, he wasn't guaranteed to play. He might have played, started every two out of three games. He was injured for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, and Potter is like a bit of a wannabe pep. <laughs> but Six million. I think Trossard's too good to not make that team. Yeah, he was on my list for that last midfield spot, the Dale six million bracket. The problem with him at six million is Podens is five and a half. Foden. Is this your argument to everything? Yeah. Podens and Foden. Yeah. Foden is five Foden. and a half. Yeah, Foden is five and a half. Foden is five and a half. Fuck off. Foden's six and a half. <laughs> Foden is six and a half. Yeah. Foden's is five and a half. And he's in the middle. So you can go either way. And I think you're probably getting a better deal um, with half a million. So that's probably the problem. Sounds fair enough. Next game was the the big one of the weekend. Battle of the FPL assets. Yeah. And uh, the old reliables came out on top. Pool. Stanford yeah, I, I I thought Liverpool were going to win this game. Um, I don't know if what you made, but I thought Brighton gave Chelsea such a good game the week before that Liverpool were just a better team. I don't think Chelsea have found their formation, their groove, their any kind of balance there yet. Um, yeah, the red card obviously fucking massive difference, and maybe it would have played out to a nil all or a one nil if there was none. But um, 
I suppose maybe the talking point is just Mane and Salah, is it? Is there a, an argument made that it's just a switch? Like you just Salah is the home guy, Mane is the away guy, and you have to kind of accept in your heart, Kirks, that <laughs> you can't really make that switch every week. So you can't. I think, yeah, I think the problem is if you compare them just over the season, you have to have one of them. Which one do you want? I think both of us are going to say Salah. I think so. Just with penalties. Yeah. Penalties, and I think he's a bit more involved in assists, and he, he tends to get more shots off. But if you own Mane, switching, like just randomly switching, you're going to get burned. Yeah. And if you did get burned, and you're now Salah, stick with Salah. <laughs> like, don't switch back, because like, you just get burned again. Um. To me, it's just I'm if it's Salah versus Mane, I'm always staying with Salah. I think he's always more involved in assists. He's got penalties. He'll get a couple of goals at the end of the season. He'll be one of the top point scorers. I I don't want to even consider flipping between them because I know if I try to, I'll end up just doing the complete opposite and missing every single point. Yeah, and that's an interesting one you said assists. Uh, I don't think Salah really had that in his game the last few seasons. Like he has got assists, but in the two game weeks so far, he's I think he's created. The most chances out of all midfielders he, he seems to have added that string to he, his bow if yeah i know maybe he hasn't had the most assists but when you look at the xg xjs for players like he always has a high amount of xg but his little or medium amount of xa always brings him to the top of the pile in terms of yeah FBI i think points. klopp has kind of told him pre-season look your teammates hate you <laughs> uh, you need to do a little bit more for them and uh, he does seem to be trying this season a little bit more yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think he's I think he's the better player of the two. Manny's more explosive, maybe. I think Manny's a better player than him, but Salah's a better FPL player. Yeah, I think Manny's a better football player. Ah, definitely. I, I think he's a. I think he's he's he's, he's probably better. more direct and like he's a bit more energetic. But I think Salah's better Salah's technically a better footballer. I think. Oh, I think the opposite. Interesting. Manny's better with his head. Yeah, like his brain and his head. But with Salah, even at the last end of the last game, you see Salah dropping in, getting on the ball, trying to pick it up off Thiago, trying to turn. And I don't know, I think Mane's might be more like put me in, like a bit more direct at the goal, put me on the end of a cross. Salah's a bit more, maybe more of an, an all rounder. I don't know. I actually think the complete opposite. And you, <laughs> you've done the argument there, but I think if you switched your Mane for my Salah, we'd be there. But I think Salah's a better FPL player. And look, there's no point arguing about it. We think different things. Yeah, we're, we're talking very mi- minor differences here, though. Yeah. Like, in terms of two quality players, you're going to get a fuckload of goals this season. Yeah. And where's your money on? They're both the same price. Maybe if Manny was half a million cheaper, maybe that would have... That's it. People think FPL might have bottled it. Yeah. Like, if they had made Manny 11 and a half, it would give you a decision. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Just the penalty difference, maybe. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of the game though. Uh, top Werner looked sharp again. He won a penalty. I am praying for a Werner price drop, and if it happens, he's in my team. Jorginho missed that penalty. Uh, Robertson and Trent got their first clean sheet of the season. And yeah. Thiago came on for a whole half. How fucking good! And controlled how, the ball. How good is he? He's so good. I know it's against ten men, but like he had the most touches in forty-five minutes since up to started in the Premier League. <laughs> like, he's not the first player to play 45 minutes against 10 men. So it's yeah. not like you can just say it's only because it's 10 men. He's such a good player. Fucking hell. Even though he passed the ball on the ground, it was just like, it wasn't like a straight pass to someone, whatever. It was like, bang, in the feet, bang, around the top. It was, I he's think not, he looked incredible. He's not an FPL minutes. player. No. And uh, 
Kirk's. I documented this in my other newspaper. I read article. it. I actually read it when they but agreed full heartedly. It was a very long winded article. <laughs> but you know me, you know, we struggle to keep these podcasts under two hours. So if you give me free reign with a pen and a piece of paper, that's what's going to happen. But uh, unbelievable addition. I'm really jealous. He's actually probably one of my favorite players the last few years to watch. Yeah. I always consider myself that kind of controlling midfielder never got to his level you thought you were a uh, Thiago yeah you probably were actually. I used to always get played out of position and getting sent off the whole time yeah but uh <laughs> look Thiago some signing for Liverpool and uh I think Yacht is a great signing yeah but FPL wise difficult uh, difficult but like factor spending 40 million on him as well I think it kind of it bodes well like he's 23 isn't he 23? he's a great age yeah. he's proven Premier League player he can fill in, I'd say he could fill in anywhere across the front tree. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Um, I'd say they maybe think of Minamino is not as maybe <laughs> as good as they were hoping. Yeah. And they needed that backup for the centre, the, the Firmino role. People he forget. Can, he can do that. Uh, and I forget now, but uh, Yota came from Portugal and had played in Champions League before he played for Wolves. Like he's not. No, no. He, I think it was Porto. I suppose, well, it was a bit surprising because he was dropped from the Wolves team that, yeah. uh, that season and he wasn't getting on the start of this season. And they like it seems like Wolves have better options. Yet Liverpool are signing this guy for 40 million. Um, I think it's going to prove to be a bargain. At the same time, though, he's, if he's happy to sit on the bench for a couple of years, yeah. Mane and Salah will probably jump Mane's ship. going to go. Yeah, jump ship in the next year or two, right? So if he can sit on the bench and do a job with the Cups and come on and in a year's time he's actually able to, to replace one of them, brilliant. But FL wise I don't think he's worth the six and a half. No. So we move on to the next game. Leicester 4, Burnley 2. Oh, this was an odd one next year. Four was. Leicester goals, no Jamie Vardy that was, involvement, much to our annoyance. That was bizarre. How did he not get involved in anything? I think he assisted the, the assist. But um, yeah, XG-wise, this was 0.99 to Leicester, 1.5 to Burnley. So like it's crazy. An XG like this was one nil, two one to the Burnley. Um, crazy. I think that it ends up four two. And again, going back to the start of this, just the amount of goals is it's not sustainable. Like this isn't like the way it's going to go forward. Do you think this isn't the new normal? There's no crowds. The referees have gone fucking awol. Giving out penalties. <laughs> maybe they don't care. Yeah, maybe this is what the, it's going to be like. Yeah, there was there, there was a lot of talk about the away teams winning by big margins. Because they're just not, there's no fear factor. There's yeah. nobody booing them and there's nobody throwing coins at them and shit. So, <laughs> like Brighton won 3 0 away, Liverpool 2 0 away, Tottenham 5 2 away, Chris Palace 3 1 away, uh, Wolves 2 0 away, and Chelsea 3 1 away. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. A lot of away wins, a lot of goals. Is it a factor? I don't know. I don't know because there was a bit, little bit of an analysis done after lockdown last season in the Bundesliga and the Premier League, and it turned out that. The home teams won more without the crowds, so pressure. Maybe yeah, less pressure. Like they don't have the fans on their back. It's comfortable surroundings. You know they can probably stay at home. Maybe there's not a big home and away advantage as we think anyway. But you just said like this season away seems goals to be wise the it new just home seems to be nuts. Like everybody's by far exceeding their xg. But is it a home and away thing or just a? Yeah, freak week. So I own Vardy, and I think you own him as well. He got into some dangerous situations, whatever, without ever threatening to get any goals. And we say it week in, week out. He's the ultimate XG kind of buster. Yeah. So he'll get in behind. He'll look like he's going to be able to have a shot. 
he might roll it to someone else who rolls it to someone else. He might not he touch gets the ball into, at all. That's the yeah. He gets into dangerous situations without them turning into he's stats. Like, yeah, he's basically the ghost stat guy. He's like he might be on the end of a ball and not touch it. Therefore, it does yeah. not appear on a stat. And he's one of my favorite footballers to watch because. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I noticed last season and now this season even now. He's one of the most supportive teammates you could ever have. <laughs> no, he really is. Like, you see a guy kind of going down the wing and trying to put a ball in and he'll go out for a throw or a corner. Like, and he's always job, clapping job. away. And, yeah. Or someone might pass it to someone else who scores and he's clapping and celebrating. Like, he's a total team player, which I never would have thought of when you think of Jamie Vardy just wants goals. It is weird, though, but that is actually... It's a really positive thing on a football. Like if, if maybe person, not FPL. <laughs> if you're putting, yeah, no. But if you're putting a crossing for somebody, and he all he does is wave his arms around and like yeah. curse you and turn his back, like you're not going to put in a fucking good cross the next time, are you? Yeah. But uh, Vardy's uh, Vardy's in a weird price point this season because I think there's better options. Yeah. With Werner being half a million cheaper, um, Ricarlison cheaper, uh, Jesus half a million cheaper, I think as well. Um, but then he plays City, which. Could play into his hands because we might talk about it when we talk about City. But uh, Podence got in two or three times with a bit of pace, and like if Barty's yeah. offered that kind of space, you never know. Um, but after the City game, this is why I'm kind of reluctant to get rid of him. He plays wow. West Ham and Villa at home. Yeah, it's just hard to cover them. Maybe Barnes is maybe the cheaper covering option. Barnes, I think, is the guy. He's looking really explosive. He's had a load of shots, created a load of chances. There's a lot of people buying your man cast. Castagnac Castagna You know the, the biggest obstacle To us continuing this pod Fucking, Speech Yeah Speech <laughs> and player names Fuck me Um, Yeah he's after getting He's five and a half minutes He's expensive enough But he's after getting A lot of traction Um, I would have thought Barnes is probably the better Let's go and check his price Seven For Barnes price. is seven million I think he has a goal And an assist But In terms of Shots on goal He's only but He's had ten shots In two games the only guy ahead of him is Salah. He's created maybe three or four chances. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I was looking at them earlier. But like even watching the games, he's really explosive. He's just really fast, head down, direct. Go at the goal, yeah. Um, he's so direct that sometimes he doesn't really get to where he wants to be. Know, like yeah, He doesn't mean, yeah. get the final ball off. His shot, he's nearly fallen down by the time he takes the shot. But yeah. just if he gets a bit more, he's still young enough and... Uh, He's definitely the Leicester player that stood out to me. Him and Castagna, actually. Castagna looks like the kind of fullback. He reminds me of... Uh, is he left-footed or right-footed? He's right-footed right he right back. He, he's right-footed. He's playing right-back in a minute, but he can play left-back. Yeah. But uh, he really reminds me of Seamus Coleman. He has that kind of thing where he drops the shoulder and goes past defenders and gets into the box. Like yeah. real, A few times there the other day against Burnley, did it? Did he get an assist? Real podge type. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for like two <laughs> listeners of ours. But uh, yeah, Burnley, Chris Wood, I really was keeping an eye on him at the start of the season. I thought six and a half million Burnley have okay fixtures. If it wasn't for the blank in game week one, he might have been in my team. He scored a nice goal, had a great end to the end of last season. Yeah. Um, he's definitely one to keep in mind. But like you you keep saying, there are alternatives. You keep saying that. Yeah. That's all I've said for like an Slightly, hour. Slightly. But like he plays Southampton next who were porous against Spurs then Newcastle West Brom uh, I'm a big Chris Wood fan and yeah, like he's I, but, just a battering round did you like, see that goal that seems like a, no I didn't but it seems like a decent option as in if you wanted to spend the extra million on him for those games like all you do is save a million somewhere else like I mean that's the difference between like what Rashford to Greenwood or 
I don't know. Yeah. Salad to fucking cater. <laughs> Charlie Taylor put in a cross and uh, Chris Wood chested it down and he just handed off, uh, yeah, off James right. Justin, like literally pushed him forehead onto the ground and smashed <laughs> it in. Old school. Old school. James was like, Justin was uh, a surprising attacking asset for Leicester. I have him in my team at the moment. I might keep him now. He There's no a, reason to get rid of him until uh, Pereira comes back. He might be my Leicester cover for those games. All right, let's fly through Villa, Sheffield United, because I know none of us have anything yeah, to say about them. Joke's up. <laughs> joke, joke, dab, dab. Joke shop. Crap. Uh, Sheffield United, John Egan got sent off. I thought it was a really harsh red card. Yeah, it was. I don't know. He was on a second yellow then already. Was, was he? Yeah, it was not. I thought it was a straight red. It was a straight red, but he's not already on the yellow. Fuck, I can't even remember now. I thought I, I was watching it, the highlights. It was a bit of jostling. Um, it he wasn't probably just fouled him, but it wasn't. Then when you think of uh, Sheffield United's penalty, I yeah. know they don't do the whole double jeopardy rule anymore, but a target... Not anymore? Did they ever? I thought they did. You could get a red card in the penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't know if you I can get you that. The, I thought you meant like balancing out the other fucking side. Yeah, but uh, Oliver Burke who we should point out is a four well, and a half million COVID. midfielder who started up front. I'm and, wrong. Um, Sorry, no, he wasn't on the yellow. It was straight yeah. red. He got played through, Oliver Burke. Played a lovely ball into the box and uh, Maddie Target just took out his man. And it yeah. was, that was more of a goal-scoring opportunity than... Oh, I know what you mean. The other one. Card, but yeah. I think they've scrapped that rule. Where yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be funny Kirk, if, you know me I don't care about it'd rules it'd be funny if he had to actually choose like like zoom to the manager and he had to kind of like raise his right <laughs> hand for a penalty or left hand for a red card oh yeah what would you pick I don't know probably the penalty get the goal get the goal I At suppose least. yeah Um, the red card I, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about like if you watch it back like he was all over him the only thing was Iman Ali what's his face was holding him back as well but I think he did have his arm up over his shoulder and like was really like reefing him down to the ground. Yeah. Uh, I have no interest in any Villa assets or Sheffield United the assets. The fact that Villa forward. struggled at home to beat Sheffield United and XG-wise as well, shots-wise, just I want to watch the next game and see if they can come on at all. But Kirk, yeah, is no. your biggest fear this season that there's probably three worst teams in Villa in the league? Who's the third West worst Brom, Fulham. And? Another, probably no. Sheffield United haven't been great. After that, it's very close. I think that's Sheffield why United, that's why Villa are still going down. Newcastle haven't been great. West Ham. Uh, West uh, Newcastle have way more to them now than <clears> in terms of players like Fraser and Wilson. Massive signings, much better backline. Um, Villa signed Maddie Cash. I, I think it'll be very close. Hashtag Maddie Cash. Southampton I, even are looking. Yeah, good. Southampton be in there, but I think it's closer between those teams than the rest of them. I think West Brom and Fulham are going down, but. Like Villa are probably the third favourites to go down after that. And someone will have to fuck up. Burnley could be on a, a, a run like that. Yeah. Newcastle could be Emmy on. I mean, Martinez is a good signing and it was a great penalty. They've proper uh, stretched the whole length of the goal. I meant to say, I can't remember if it was Allison or Martinez came off their line and saved the penalty. It wasn't, wasn't Allison. Allison was, uh, they, they looked at that again and checked it. One, one of them was it. Who's the other one? Martinez for Villa. One of no, them was I an inch off. I think he was good as well. 
No, one foot. United were uh, robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to Wolves one, Man City three. Ah, this is good on yeah. And I stared at the top of the show. Top I, of the show. I really shows. thought Wolves looked good in the first game week. I think we both said last week that they had a bit of a belated Europa League run. Like they were going to be sharp, and Man City hadn't played yet, and easy win. Easy win, but away as well against a team that bet them twice. I, I think people forget how good teams are with the with the break. Like Chelsea signed all those players, United were on the up, Arsenal have the new manager. City and Liverpool are still head and shoulders above the rest of them. Wolves, though, are going to be close to top four. They're maybe going to finish fifth or sixth. I don't know if you no, I agree. agree with that or not, yeah. but I think people forget how big the gap is between Liverpool and City. And like maybe this week, second game weekend has proved that again. Like there is the gap and like Wolves are good. They're going to finish in that top six probably. Maybe if they put together enough results but no Europe can push for a top four. Maybe. But Well, if you think United came top four last season, now it's hard to judge them on one game but they were atrocious. <laughs> Chelsea like mightn't click. Yeah. Um, who's going to finish ahead of them? Arsenal look good actually. Arsenal could because they look like they're a bit more resilient. As yeah. They're getting results, maybe not playing well, but they can defend against better teams and they get results. Spurs aren't great. But I, I fancy Wolves. I, I think they've got all the ingredients to kind of finish in the top four, maybe fit, nick that fourth spot. Yeah, and it's kind of funny if you had said to me a year ago that Wolves are going to sell Doherty, they're going to sell Yotta and they're probably going to look stronger. Yeah. I would have thought you're mad. Like if they get in Nelson Semedo That's right a back. great sign. But like... Podence and fucking Neto and Filva coming off the bench and I think yeah. they are a little bit stronger. But I think the the key thing is they don't have Europe, which means they have a small yeah. squad, but they can actually attack the league. Um, I don't think there's any shame in losing the city. I think the city will beat most people this season, and people forget how good they are sometimes and how yeah. good De Bruyne is. Um, they they gave him a bit of a game. Like I mean that that the Jesus goal came at the end of. The, it was a shitty deflection through someone's legs as well. Yeah. Um. But like Traore and Podens like went right at them. Now Jimenez is just Johnny consistent. Oh, he Goal missed. Again. He missed that chance though on his left. It was pulled back for him, and he tried to put it in the far corner. They just fluffed it. That would have been. I think that would have been too all. Well. Haven't seen anyone as good in the air as him in a long time. He gets that fucking salmon. Oh, that, the cross was good, but like, uh, it wasn't a, a the nutmeg and the cross. Though. Yeah, but it wasn't a, a like. The cross did all the work. Yeah, he he did half the work with that header. Proper neck muscles. Uh, big he fan. Of, big big fan of wolves. Yeah, I can hear that as well. And you were talking about Neto and Podence and people at the start, and I think Podence has kind of jumped ahead of him. And it's it's funny. Like uh, we'll talk about our game week three plans in a few minutes. But uh, I brought him in. I think he's in your team, and like everyone on Twitter has brought him in. But that, I was looking at his ownership, breaks, it's that, under three percent. That breaks my heart a little bit because I had Podens at the end of last season and the yeah. start of the season I've always been giving eye on him. And now he's done this, but I don't have him. Yeah. And everybody's gonna have him. I'm like, ah fuck's sake. But anyway, what can you yeah. do? So we'll briefly talk about City, seeing as they won. Uh KDB is back, calling an assist. <laughs> he's so good. He's like, on penalties. Don't forget how good this guy is. It's it's a total toss up, I think. And it always has been between him and Sterling. Like, do you go for like KDB? Don't get me wrong; he's not like consistent. Like, he'll get you six points a game. Like, he can easily haul 12, 14 yeah. points a game. But Sterling's the guy who's going to get hat tricks. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it is tempting. Like, I was tempted to bring in Sterling first, try try get a hat trick. But like, I mean, <laughs> like, how the fuck do you do that? There's already been three hat tricks. Probably more hat tricks 
already the season that there is like an entire season's gone past. So yeah. I you can't aim for that. And I liked the city lineup from a KDB point of view, uh Fernandinho and ten. Rodrigo played. A ten. So he had a lot of freedom. Yeah. Like he's one of those people who will track back and put his foot in. But with those two behind him, he might need to as much. He's like he's just always on the front foot ready to I don't think it matters where he plays. Even when he was playing in the deep line position in midfield, he was still pinging balls over the top and like taking penalties or taking free kicks. But yeah. now it's even better. But he's still like, I don't know how you can leave him out. Uh, I think I put up on a WhatsApp group yesterday. Like, is anyone brave enough to leave this guy out of your or FBL team? Like, he's he's the best player in the league. Other than Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Jordan Henderson is fucked because Thiago can do everything he can do. Jordan Henderson played that lovely ball in that led to the red card. Yeah, that was a great. I loved watching that. I think I watched you know? that replay from behind like yeah. 40, 50 times. Uh, Thiago can do everything he can do, which is kind of scary. Yeah, I, just a to jump topic, but like Henderson couldn't be left out of the team last season because they needed him. Yeah. To, I don't know whatever it was, his organisation or his leadership, Thiago can do that. I'd play and, Thiago instead and everything of Wijnaldum. I'd keep Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago. I think Fabinho will play centre half. I think Thiago will play the Holden, and Henderson and Ronaldo will play those two sides. Fabinho won't play centre half when uh, Gomez is back, or if Matip is back. I don't know. I think, I think that might. just needs must. As might. good as he was at it. I think, might, I think he might accommodate him to get Thiago to that six, or the not even the six, the, the Holden. Jordan Henderson has been given the freedom of Liverpool. There's no way he's getting <laughs> dropped. I'd say he has been, but like no way. Sorry, off topic. Yeah. That brings us on to game week three. And Kirk's I'm gonna let you start off because you have actually Activated. pushed that wild card button. You said you were gonna do it early and you have, so Yeah, the the first two weeks worked out okay. Nothing fucking fantastic, as in like you're trying to get a, a head start on people, which probably didn't really. Um but yeah, wildcard now I think it's been a, enough information in the first two game weeks to give you a bit of a, a steer. Um, I think the main thing is Wolves' fixtures coming up. I'm going to probably have two or three of them. Yeah. I wouldn't have had an Everton guy to start, and now I'm going to bring in one or two. Um, People like Bamford, uh, Podens are good value options. Uh, Mitchell at the back uh, or Ferguson going forward, good value options. I, I think the biggest thing you're going to probably going to look at me. With, I've seen it with, already. With funny cross-eyed. What the fuck? Can I point it out? Yeah, go on. You've no Trent or Robbo. I, I think I might switch it around to get Trent. That the team on screen isn't it? The team on my screen is just price holders. Okay, that's but the first thing that stood out. I'm going to uh, go for a five and a half million goalkeeper. Oh yeah, I said that to you earlier in the week. I'm it's thinking like about, I'm thinking about going for Patricio for the next four or five game weeks, and then downgrading to a four and a half after that. Okay. So for I'm listeners, just, sorry, that's West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Palace. It Even is. Leicester said Hampton, so it's, it could be the next seven. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it. It's I don't agree with it, but I can see it. <laughs> I'm trying to balance it between like go go maybe double defense. So I have size in the moment. Um, does vinegar, vinegar? Yeah. Does vinegar play now? Maybe that changes it. If he comes in at four and a half, and I go to double up, and maybe go. See, my problem with the keepers is they're actually not bad value if you hit the points, but it's who to get. Yeah, I have Pickford as my second at five. Oh, God. And then Ryan is my third of four and a half. So at the moment, it was Patricio with size. Vinegar might mix that up. Um, Depends on the Marsal. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's awful to say, isn't it? But like the, the worse his injury is, the more likely I'm <laughs> to bring in fucking Vinagra. If it's career-threatening, happy days. Oh, no, don't say that. 
Um, so what I've got Lamptey is someone I'm bringing in. Uh, Podens is definitely coming in. Five and a half million. Looks like he's going to play now, especially with Jada going to Liverpool. De Bruyne is coming in. Salah staying. Foden's coming in. Six and a half million for a City player like him. I think is, is just incredible value. Bamford is good value up front. And I'm looking to go with Richarlison and Werner. I'm just praying for a Werner price drop. I think that's just going to be it's like, happening now, isn't it? it it's happening on Before the price, the end of the week. It's happening right now, tonight, on the price change predictor, but they've been wrong for the last couple of game weeks. Might be changing rules or whatever. But if he drops the price to 9.4, I'm just bringing him in. And like to me, that's, I mean, he's bringing that in now and getting a, a 0.1 million with it. It just seems ridiculous. If, if you're happy to bring in Tammy last year, yeah. Surely, like, you should be all over this. Like, Chelsea are going to score goals and he's going to be involved or scoring most of them. I think um, one of the best things that could have happened for you is that uh, Jorginho missed that penalty. Because all of a sudden you're going from Werner having a return in two games out of two to he only has a solitary assist. And he's been and sold. People are like, yeah. So people, look at, people are looking at the points rather than the actual performance. A little bit. And now he plays West Brom, Palace, Southampton. United aren't even a bad fixture on paper at the minute. Burnley, Sheffield United, Newcastle. I, I think that that spot is between Werner, Vardy and Jesus. Do you think there's any danger? Uh, Werner hasn't scored a goal. He's looked dangerous. He's looked very, very fast. Um, Havertz hasn't looked great. He's Havertz won't play the next game. The right, even. I think there's a danger that Werner goes over to the left. Someone else plays right, even Mount. And... Uh, Lampard gives Tammy a go against West Brom, like just this kind of. I don't mind. Play, I don't play kind of homegrown players. <clears throat> I give them a chance. I don't. I don't mind him playing him from the left. I think he'll still get into those positions. Like he yeah. won. He won the penalty from the left the last day. He did, yeah. Um, but he just he looks lightning, and I think he's going to play. Like he's going to play more so than Berts is going to play. Have Ertz. Have Ertz. Have Ertz. Um, French jobs. I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> um. I think he's just he, he's going to be there or thereabouts in nine and a half million. Like Chelsea were one of the most attacking teams last season. I don't think that's going to change. No. Um, so. And they probably have played two of the hardest fixtures of the season. I, I don't think people realise how tough Brighton were in the first game. No, they're really good. They, and if anything to take from that, I'm like getting on Brighton players. I'm bringing yeah. in Lamptey now. I was looking at Trossard as my, my last midfield option. Um, yeah, they look really like a solid football team. Yeah. So let's move this on. Who are you going to captain? Uh, I would say Werner. Doesn't have to be your definite captain because I know. Well, people mightn't understand. This is like a podcasting person's curse. <laughs> like we're in so many mini leagues, we're in so many money leagues, and like pretty much heart on our sleeves. We're giving away all our advice, that... and then when you lose <laughs> to like idiots at the end of the season, who you work with. Vinny. And they're like, oh, I thought you were meant to be the professional. And you're like, I told you what to do for the whole season. Professional. I love that. If someone was yeah. paying me, that would be even better. So I, would, I, I wouldn't I, blame you, Karks, if you've gone a bit more cloak and dagger. So give us like your no, top no. two captaincy. I haven't gone cloak and dagger. I think it's likely to be Werner away to West Brom. I think he'll open his account um, there. So happy cool. to go with that. I don't think I'm going to take a punt. Like, I, I wouldn't be against going somewhere like, you got Podens there, West Ham away, but like you can't captain Podens, Kurt. So I could be silly. You know I could. I know you could, but don't. It's too early for that. Um, who else have I got? Bamford. No, no, no. Podens and Bamford aren't <laughs> people you're allowed to say. No, who's, who's my last? Who's the ever? Who ever played Chris Pass away? So Charleston against 
Chris, yeah. I wouldn't do Chris Pass away just because the way Chris Pass are playing, they're very solid. I think it's Werner, to be honest. Cool. I'm going to move on to my team before you start saying something like Kyle Walker <laughs> Peters as your captain. Um, do it. Traditionally, we just go through the whole team and name who they're playing, and it's just such a waste of time. So, basically, what I've done this week is I've made two early transfers, which isn't like me. I'm rolling the dice on it. But uh, locked in at the start of the season was Aubameyang in for the first two weeks, out for a Man City asset. And I wasn't 100% sure whether it was going to be Sterling De Bruyne. Sterling De Bruyne or even Aguero. And now I know I couldn't do that directly, but whether I was going to get rid of a forward and downgrade a midfielder. But Aguero, subsequently, we were told was injured. So it was De Bruyne or Sterling. And De Bruyne did all the yeah. points scoring. He created a load of chances. He took a Consistent, few shots. Consistent, isn't he? If Sterling scores, it's, it's probably De Bruyne who set him up. I was completely shocked that Sterling was kind of played in and he pulled the ball back to Foden. The end of last season, he was going for the goal. That was goal a great pullback. It was brilliant, but I didn't think he had it in him. He was he, he got a little bit greedy at the end of last season. Started taking penalties off people. Boots? And it was, yeah. Golden but, boots of... you know, it's hard to take that away. You know, get out of that mindset once you've got into it. But yeah, I've brought in De Bruyne instead of Aubameyang, which was always planned. And I pulled the trigger early on. Alan St. Maximum became a problem. Brought him in at the start of the season. Wasn't completely sure about him, but five and a half million. Newcastle had good fixtures. They brought in Fraser and uh, Callum Wilson. It looked like it was going to be an all-star front three. Uh, Fraser hasn't started since, but St. Maximum said it earlier in the podcast. He just gets injured all the time. He yeah. these little niggly things. He goes down. He's not very direct. He's not like... Uh, there's other players that are similar. He had, a, he had a few games where he was on fire and then just disappears again with an injury. Yeah. Podence at five and a half million has just kind of made himself impossible to not pick. Yeah, he got an assist in the first game, but against City, like he got in twice, he could have scored. Is he gone up in price? A couple of goals, I don't think so yet. And that assist for Jimenez, I know you said he had a lot to do, but just the nutmeg on De Bruyne, the cross, yeah, no, it was nice though. It was good, even, even to just to watch it, the nutmeg and the cross. I was reading, uh, Nuno Spirito Santos comments after <laughs> and like he said loads of nice stuff about his ability and blah 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 but he said something like he's an absolute fighter I was like oh yeah I like that you can guy. see that yeah yeah and he's like he's five foot one or something like a minute. I was surprised how short yeah. he was when I saw him like you see him like in all the numbers and like you know he's so attacking and like he's like aggressive and then you see him like in the the, the shop that's like you're not making De Bruyne and he's like half his size going past him <laughs> So they're my two subs. I took a minus four. I'm completely not averse to a minus four, so not bothered by it at all. My only worry is there's a few League Cup games this week. I don't like going that early on transfers, but De Bruyne was going up. And uh, I think St. Maximum is going to go down soon, so that's why I brought in Poland. I, I would say never take a hit, like regardless, because a minus four is actually surprisingly a lot when you consider like a five and a half midfielder might get three points. And that's probably okay for a five and a half midfielder. Like if you double that up, it's the equivalent of eleven million, getting six points. But if you're going to save bank, <laughs> build your bank. You laugh at me, but like if you've got a swing of point two million, it's a big difference at the start of the season. It's oh, the yes. difference between getting like a six and a half Foden and having to downgrade to a fucking six million Ward Prowse. Like it's it Massive. is it is a big difference, and it is worth a four point if you're going to save yourself that hassle. That's a great point, and uh, not many people would make it, Kurtz. That's why you're on the show. Why Willie was sacked. <laughs> and like, look at Will's fixtures: like West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle Palace, Leicester, Southampton. 
Hodens is going to pay me back in spades. He should do. He looks like he's he's a first choice now. I definitely no doubt. So before I wrap up game week three, my only decision is captaincy. The minute I have it on De Bruyne home to Leicester, I think De Bruyne against anybody, especially at home against anybody, is just yeah. He's going to do something. Why it? not? Uh, was I saying it to you? Was it off air there that I'm going to be trying to stick to midfielders? It yes, was. That was off air. I think. A lot of them are more. The sign ex- was off. A lot of them are, are more explosive. They get an extra point for goals, an extra point for clean sheets, and it's like it's not like your average midfielder. You're you're looking at the likes of Sterling, De Bruyne, Salah, Aubameyang, people who could go nuts in the game. Your options are really. I suppose you have a few options if you wanted to extend it to Son and Fernandez. I could. My vice captain is going to be Son at the minute. The way United looked, it's not going to be Fernandez against Brighton. But last season, you could have easily on that and then like you I, I do have Werner but I think I'm going to stick with midfielders so it's going to be De Bruyne or Son Newcastle looked bad Son looked absolutely electric but I just I, think, I think you're right that's your his game in that. a lifetime I think your, your recall is right the way Newcastle are going to play he's going to stifle them and they're going to get frustrated and probably end yeah. up being 1-0 to the Newcastle. only thing about Son is against Southampton he completely relied on getting in behind but like Previous seasons, he's the kind of guy that could curl in a goal from twenty five yards off either foot. Like he's, uh, I, I, he's fairly versatile. Not I wouldn't be putting my eggs in that basket. I think you're, you're down to, De Bruyne and Werner, really. Well, it's De Bruyne or son for me. So De Bruyne, I knock on Werner, not going for a forward at the minute. Okay, that brings us on to my favorite Question time of the time. week. <laughs> Question time. You should put that in. Can we cut it out and put it in? Some week I will do that, yeah. This week I'm not going to do it, so I'm going to jump straight into questions. And the first question comes in from Beery at FPL. Beery, as in beer. I uh, like it. His profile picture is him holding, holding a, a beer. beer. <laughs> so quite appropriate. FPL Beery as well. Would you rather take one or two than wildcard this week? So I presume it means one or two transfers, minus four, minus eight, or wildcard this week? Uh, Well, obviously I'm wildcard, and so I'm going to say I'd prefer the wildcard. Yeah, um, it's very subjective. Like, I'm taking a minus four this week, but it all depends on your plan. Who you set up. And yeah, we don't want to sound too monotonous, but it's <laughs> really boring. Isn't it? it does completely follow like, your plan. Depend on your plan. Like, Kirk's plan was to wildcard after game week three or four, and he's doing that. Um, if your plan wasn't a wildcard and shit has hit the fan and you're a bit worried, have a think about it and have a look at your team. And if you can get out of jail with one I, or two, yeah, I would say, yeah. I know it sounds so retarded. Oh, you can't say that. It sounds so stupid, but um, make a new plan. Like, when are you going to wildcard? If you take the hit now, are you going to wildcard at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? When are you going to wildcard? Don't just wildcard now and then be like, oh, feck, what the hell am I going to do till Christmas? And don't wildcard now and go, crap, I meant to wildcard this. Like, yeah. it, you need a new plan. <laughs> yeah, it does totally boil down your own plan how your squad is looking at the minute and there's a few other wildcard questions coming up that might help dig deeper into that beery so we're going to move on because we don't want to repeat ourselves but listen on so the next question comes in from Polly, who is one of the few good friends of the show who asked a good question this week asked three actually is Gineppo one to keep an eye on look promising at the weekend um i liked him last season i'm not a big fan of southampton right now um so no I kind of agree. I liked him last season. I think I've mentioned him a few times this season. Just he scored that wonder goal. And uh, I just prefer him to the likes of Stuart Armstrong. Uh, Stuart Armstrong 
start both of them started at the weekend and Armstrong looks okay. He's just not my kind of player though. He's just like meh. So might draw me towards Gineppo. But uh five and a half million. Kirks has mentioned it a few times in this pod. I think keep, there's keep better options. Southampton haven't looked great. Their fixtures are a bit hit and miss. Until we see them hit a better bit of form, I'd prefer people like Klitsch, Podence, yeah, and the likes who we've mentioned all season. And he's also Gineppo is very direct. Like he, he gets his head down, he runs as fast as he can. He's quite good at dribbling and stuff. I don't think he's a very cultured footballer. He's not gonna like get his head up and get you assists. Uh, yeah. He's not a great Look, finisher. I suppose if you want to take a punt on him as your fifth midfielder, as your one differential, yeah, maybe, but it wouldn't be like up there. It hasn't come across me. I haven't he's not on any of my list at the moment. Me neither. Uh part two of Paul's question. I was lucky to have Son and Kane in my squad. It looks like if one fires, the second is also involved. Worth keeping both. <laughs> what? Well, so the, the way you phrase the question, keeping both, I wouldn't have either. I suppose if I had both and I've just hit that hall, I'd probably be looking to sell Kane because there's better options up front at better values and keep Sun until you're sick of him. I suppose that's yeah my approach. Uh I would keep both if I was you. Um, you've got the monster halls out of the Southampton game and now going into you've Newcastle at home, United, who looked completely like all at sea against Palace, West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, West Brom in the next five or six games. I think keep, just stick with them for the next game. Play it by ear. See how it goes. I think he's 10.5 million. He's on penalties as well. And the way the penalties are being thrown around and he, he hasn't got one yet, but like they're bound to earn yeah. A few, and it'll tell you something about my mindset. Like, I'm kind of, I've taken a minus four, and if I hadn't have done that, I would have been thinking of getting rid of Ardy, even though I brought him in for five game weeks. Just haven't been impressed, overly impressed with him for a 10 million striker. And like, yep. there's lower priced people firing, and I've thought of Jimenez. And, but I've also looked at Kane, just like, he looked like De Bruyne against Southampton. Like, his <laughs> final ball was amazing, his vision was great. And like, if you have someone like Son who's going to be finishing that, but then, would you not rather have Son, who's like he said, is going to get the points if Kane performs, and have Werner as well at, for like a million cheaper? Not really, because in the last game he had Son who scored four goals. He had Kane who got four assists and scored a goal, and that's not I know, taking but like going penalties. Forward, that's not going to happen. I know that it's a freak, but like taking penalties into account and nice fixtures, I'd personally keep both of them. Yeah, I think the the, the fact that the question is phrased keep or can get in makes it a little bit different. Oh, definitely. I would maybe get hard, harder for me to, to answer, not consider either of them. Oh, no. If he had said, I have Kane, should I get in Son? Or if I have Son, should I get in Kane? Yeah, yeah. It'd be different. But the fact you own both, I think it's definitely worth yeah, keeping okay, for okay, the next yeah. two and games and seeing. You don't want to be taking a hit to get rid of one, definitely. And then, final question. And Paul, you probably know this better than us. Chelsea have some favourable fixtures. Any other team worth a punt? Yeah, definitely. Paul's a big Chelsea fan. So um, I, I can't believe Werner's dropping a price. Yeah. Um I think we said it earlier on. And someone like James, who's played well in both games, five million would be my second choice. I half considering the keeper, if I can get a, a handle on the price if Mendy comes in, he would be under consideration for the next couple of games instead of Patricio. So you said five and a half or below if he was if he's he five below if he's five, five I think he'd be definite. I think I would drop Patricio for him. And just hope that he's actually good, better than <laughs> checking your man. Um, 
yeah, I, I do have a problem with keepers, but I mean, yeah, there's options there, definitely. I'm bringing in Werner. I mean, I can't believe he's dropping a price. Yeah. For me, the only Chelsea options are Werner at the minute and uh, maybe James, but I don't know. Just the, the run of fixtures are lovely. Uh, I love Pulisic in my team, but you kind of need to gain some trust that he's actually fit and he's over his injuries. Like he's yeah, a bit of an injury prone player. And will he come back on the same kind of form that he left? I don't know. You have to wait yeah. for him to pick up again, maybe. It might take the likes of West Brom to bring Havertz into the equation, but you couldn't be recommending him. Can't, CS yeah. is injured. They've a load of holding midfielders who aren't FPL players. Can't he? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't really take a punt on any of them. Um, There's enough there to, like, I mean, I could potentially have three chess players with those three. I don't think I'll double up on the defence, but maybe yeah. two's not it. No, I have Werner and James, and I, I had them since game week one, and my plan was to see it through to game week nine. Okay. And like, I've seen nothing to change my... So they, we're kind of doing the same thing then. Werner yeah. James, maybe the goalkeeper comes yeah. into play if he's anywhere decent. Just the way you phrased it, any of them work a punt. A punt? Not really, if you're going to punt. Like Havertz is a punt, is he? At this stage, I think so. I wouldn't want to hear him then. Cool. Next question comes in from... Hoofhearted. A new kid on the block of the show. It's kind of started... Oh, but he's just in the pre-season pod. Yeah, he started retweeting our stuff and seems to be becoming a bit of a fan, but we don't know who he is. <laughs> So he's not a, a friend of the show yet. You're, you're going to have to actually formalise this fucking list at some point because yeah, I don't even know where I am on it. So uh, who farted FPL and it's that kind of funny thing from back in the day where lads named a horse who farted H-O-O-F-H-E-A-R-T-E-D but it sounds like who farted. It's all very funny. Oh, I didn't even get it. No? <laughs> Do you never see there's a race? From, I was just reading it. I yeah. was just like horse <laughs> who farted there's a race from years ago and obviously the commentator has to keep saying his name and he's just <laughs> saying that it was like a few lads taking the piss so uh this guy has obviously uh taken his name from that i thought he was going down the whole care bear route or something i yeah. don't know what the fuck this guy but anyway it's a good question are you annoyed that on your pre-season pod you said you were going to wildcard early a strategy and now everyone else in the whole fpl twitter is doing the same i'm i'm annoyed um, I'm more about the smaller things, to be honest. Um, I think that we can't go onto a pod and tell everybody to wildcard early and then be annoyed that everybody wildcards early. And also, it's a small group you're talking about. FPL Twitter isn't, is only, a, I don't know, what, 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 how many people are we talking about here? Thousands? Yeah, yeah, thousands. Over the six million to play. So, no, I, I, I think with the blank game week ones, anybody who plays the game probably considered it anyway. I'm more annoyed at someone like Potence. Like, he's on everybody's radar now. Even though I had him on my but radar, he's less than three percent owned. I know, that. but he will be highly owned, and I just feel like I'm not going to get as much out of him as a differential now, which that annoys me more. Yeah, I'm I'm not annoyed at all, um, because I think there's a few different types of wild carders, especially there's probably two types of uh, early wild carders, and myself and Kirks will actually make a strategy at the start of the season. We'll implement that. We use it. We kind of point it out to people on our pod, and but then there's the people who are wildcard now and it's a real reactive kind of wildcard and it's because things haven't went wrong things have gone wrong i mean and um, people's plans people either didn't make plans at the start of the season or the plans they made haven't worked out and now they're jumping into a wildcard it's a little bit different to the planned wildcard. kind of planned one so for me it's not annoying um and it also kind of adds a different dimension to it because 
Mean Kirk's a big kind of exponent of an early wildcard, but like that's not to say that someone who wildcards late isn't going to absolutely crush us over yeah. like the likes of doubles and blank game weeks later on in the season. So the more people who kind of hastily and panic wildcard, the less people there are with their wildcards at that time yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, no, for me, <clears throat> not a bad thing at all. I'm losing my voice here. Oh my God, how long has this pod gone on for? <laughs> but uh, no, because unless you've like planned your wild card and put a lot of thought into it i don't think there's anything for us to be worried about yeah yeah i'd be more worried with someone who's planned to walk out early who's gonna like beat me on the last day of the season yeah um but the good part of that question is i I I said that backwards but anyway it's fine (laughs) the good part of it is that hoof has been listening to our podcast and taking notes (laughs) taking notes and taking names he's also worried about how annoyed we are which is personally Probably sound great. like yeah. annoyed people. Next question comes in from Mark uh, at M Bison twenty two. Great Street Fighter character. M Bison. Yeah. Turbo wasn't it? Is he the? Was he the final boss? Yeah. Yeah. And his little fire roll thing. Should Sun be in all our teams? Is part one of his question. You answered the question for me. Um. Should Sun be in all your teams? Not now, no. Um. What would I say? No, I don't want to answer for you. I want to answer for myself. <laughs> But, and I don't want to be a kind of aftertimer, at the start of the season when I was picking my team and decided to go without Salah, it completely revolved around having Son. I didn't and, think you'd do it. I think I, I actually said on the preseason, by the end of your your team selection, you wouldn't have a Spurs player. No. And you and, stuck with it. No, but it wasn't even like stubbornness. I completely believed in it. 100% stubbornness. No, I seen the Spurs fixtures. Most stubborn man I know. Everton, Southampton, Newcastle, West Ham, Burnley. Brighton, West Brom. And I was looking at Son is 9 million. He got 25 attacking returns last season. He missed a thousand minutes of Premier League football. So 25 attacking returns. And he also, I think he went down half a million in price, which was absolutely ridiculous. So in my head, I was like, 25 attacking returns. Can Son plus 3 million match Salah? In my head, completely. Now it's gone a little bit on its head because I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting to look so bad against Everton. I wasn't expecting to get four goals against Southampton. And like Kirk said, you're way more likely to captain the likes of a Salah than you are a Son. But maybe going forwards, I'm going to change that. Should he be in all of our teams? I wouldn't be completely rushing to get him in now if I didn't it, have it's him. It's like the previous question. If you have him, yeah. keep him. But I wouldn't be breaking your team up to get him in. And Definitely not taking a hit anyway. Yeah, and I wouldn't be backtracking either because you have the people who had Son in game week one. They lost to Everton. They sold him for Bruno. Bruno did nothing against Palace and now they're going to sell Bruno for Son. And they're just flip-flopping. <laughs> Don't do that either, yeah. Um, if you've no other fires to fight and you've like a 9 million hole in your midfield, I couldn't put you off, Son. Like he's playing Newcastle. Yeah, you could potentially sitting on two transfers. Yeah. And someone, I don't know, whoever the fuck is, is bombed and you've got a, two transfers and you can get him in for nothing. Fair, fair enough, but... Yeah, I wouldn't be taking a hit, and I wouldn't be wildcarding. I wouldn't be making any sort of mad moves to bring him in. I agree with that. And part B of Mark's question is: Forwards seem to be scoring well so far this season. Understatement. But who are the perfect three to have? And it's really weird because remember last season the whole midfield strategy was big at the back. Get in all that's two seasons ago now. Heavy. I don't think it was. Think people the like, start last season was big at the back and then it blew up very early yeah and then this season it was like everything's going into midfield but the forwards have just hit the ground running so who are your perfect three and you're on a wild card so mm, perfect three so 
Who's Calvin uh, Bamford? Oh God! Because value-wise, this podcast has taken a really weird turn. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't afford three premium strikers and still keep Salah, De Bruyne, whoever in the midfield. So you can't afford to run a mediocrely successful podcast and recommend Patrick Bamford <laughs> on it Bamford two weeks in a row. He's my first pick okay. because of his value. Now he's gone up twice. Maybe he's on the even on the verge of going up again. But at five and a half for me, he was like a great filler. Like it's either that or a four and a half. So I mean the difference between Wickham and Bamford, like that's fucking ridiculous. Right, after that, Richarlison or Carvaloon for Everton. Has to be Calvert Lewin. Just he's cheaper, he's gonna get more goals. I'm going with Carlison. Rich Richarlison. Okay. I said it wrong with CHs. Um, and then the last spot goes for more, more a more premium, which I'm going for Werner, but that could be a Vardy, it could be a Kane, it could be a Jesus, it could be whoever, some of that. But I think you need to... No, you haven't even named the right one. It's Jimenez. <laughs> I, have, I have a bit of midfield cover for Wolves. I think that you need to get the balance on your whole team right in terms of covering teams and making sure that if someone is going to be picking up points, if you don't have him, you've got the guy who's giving him the assist and you're, you're covering your ass. For me, it's a cheap forward in Bamford. It's a mid of the range uh, with Charleston or the uh, Carvaloon, and it's a premium. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go definitely Calvert-Lewin. Um, we've discussed all of his merits, and like 7.2 million is still quite cheap. Jimenez, his upcoming fixtures are great. Two goals and two. Mr. Consistency, 8.5 eight million. Is, it's, it's fine. He yeah. was underpriced last season. I'm struggling to find the third because, like you said, we have to take budget constraints into account. So I can't just say Kane or so. I will. I will put in Bamford, even though I laugh at you and I think he's he's not quality, yeah. But uh, five point seven million Leeds are looking like an attacking team. He's going to be involved, and he's a workhorse. He's accidentally getting into these positions. He's scoring goals. <laughs> I think he's he, get assists. He's probably worth six million. Like he's he's in that bracket. He is. Um, is he this season's Pookie? Do you think he's gonna? I don't know. Keep it going for a lot longer than I Pookie just have did. more faith in, in Bielsa than I do in Norwich. <laughs> it was it Fark? Yeah, the bad guy out of Die Hard. <laughs> so we will move on to the next question. Oh, lucky here. Who is it? A little bit more of a humble question this week from uh, Alan Duggan, our number one student. Oh, I hope he kept money. He didn't. He sold them for who? don't know but he got rid of him i know that for a fact but last week it was all about our podcast going into oblivion now he's a little bit more humble i'm on a wild card best three strikers i'm looking at dcl jesus and jimmy but bamford and wood look good too we've covered that <laughs> yeah i think it's exactly and i think i said dcl jimmy and bamford you said bamford dcl slash richarlison and someone else. yeah you've got options between the, the three spots i think you've got maybe two options for each spot yeah you obviously can't go with three premiums and you can't go with three i do quite like cheeks. wood as well yeah wood, you... wood's a good option for, instead of bamford and then maybe downgrade your your cane to a jesus the I thing mean. i like about wood is he's on penalties but he's a million starting price he's a million dearer than bamford and uh it's closed up now to point point eight. But Wood's not the kind of guy who's going to score you two goals a game. He's like a one goal a game guy. Yeah, Burnley never scored that many. Uh, Bamford could, like I said, could accidentally score a goal. <laughs> I just don't trust the guy. No, no, he's not brilliant. I just fight now. Yeah, so we kind of covered that, Alan. And uh, we also got to point out that you've come crawling back. <laughs> so that was good. Um, we have a few more questions to get to. 
Loads of questions. Let's bring them up. Jim, looking at Arsenal's next few games, is it worth shipping Oba out 100%? Yes. I, we've all shipped them out. That should have been your plan at the start of the Has season. Has he gone down in price? He might no, actually be at risk. So. Also, been contemplating a wild card or a minus four at the stage. Thoughts? Planned. We've, we've stuck to that. If your plan wasn't a wild card and your team's not in bad shape. Aubameyang is going down and he's at 85% now. Okay. To go down in price. But to Jim, if your plan wasn't a wild card all along and your team's not in bad shape, don't wild card. If you need a minus four, take a minus four. There's nothing wrong with it. No. It just As long as it's not just like off the cuff, bring in Son. He's not going to score four goals next week. Next week. Yeah. People are real uh, dead set against wild carding early and taking hits early. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's 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 off the cu- it's like reaction. I hate like I did shit. Take a minus eight to fix it. Yeah, you've probably just made a, a mess of it. Like that's it. Like and uh, do you know what I hate about the whole early wildcard thing? Actually? What Andy? Um, people seem to think that it's a sin to wildcard early. It's like it's a weakness, like that you've made a mistake. Whereas you proactively aim to wildcard. Like I said, it's a lot different to people reacting, but. Even if you are reacting, if you've had like a terrible two weeks, you're you're like four millionth in the world and you're looking at your team and there's three or four fires to fight, why wouldn't you wildcard? Definitely wildcard. But people but, are like... But don't oh. wildcard like and bring in Sun, Kane, you know, all the guys who scored <laughs> last points. week. Like yeah. bring in a team who's going to get you points for the next 15 weeks. Yeah. But it's the people who are like, oh, I'm going to hold on to it for a bit longer, who have no plan. I'm just like, Why? Do you know, if you have a plan, you're like, I know who we're all thinking I'm about. I'm totally here. married to using this for the chips, grand. If you have this other plan, they remind me of, but they don't even remind me because I don't know anyone like this. But imagine like walking down the street and you find a 50 euro note. It's just one of your shitty analogies. <laughs> they just come into my head, Kirks, and I have to say them. So, like, you find a 50 euro <laughs> note, and like, instead of going out to the pub pre COVID where you can just go out, share a few pints with your friends, have a great time, these lads just put it into their savings account for a rainy day. It's like, what are you going to get out of that? What are you getting out I of that? I think the end of this analogy is to get hit by a bus after they deposit it into the post office instead of going to the pub to get hit by a bus. Yeah, and, and it was a fake 50 euro and the post office declined it. At a and later it, it date. came to nothing. Why did? Why was it in there? It's it's a it's a stretch, but I'll accept it. Kirk, so I have an imagination. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, next question comes in from White Beard FPL. He's a pirate. <laughs> Stick to the plan. <laughs> like a fact, he is a pirate. He is a pirate. Look at that. Stick to the plan or wild card. Hold St. Maximum. Podence a trap. Spurs defense. What the fuck? So let's That's a back. great question. Let's break that down. Stick to the plan or wild card. Stick to the plan. No, hold on. That's a that's a trick question. Stick to the plan or plan a wild card. <laughs> if your plan wasn't a wild card and you have a plan that is We're getting really fucking weird about this plan. I know. We're gonna have to get like t-shirts with plan written across the front. But of it. like if your plan has kind of gone slightly awry and it's not gone terribly, I would say stick to it. If it's gone all up in the air, wildcard. If your plan was to wildcard, <laughs> obviously wildcard. Okay, can we make hashtag merch? Can we, can we get a t-shirt that has plan question mark on the back of it or something? For sure. Uh, part B of his question. <laughs> the next t-shirt says for sure. Yeah. Part B, hold St. Maximan. If you've listened to the whole four hours of this podcast, <laughs> I think you've realized, get rid of them. I'm just so concerned about all of his constant injuries. He doesn't yeah. offer enough. He's a flash in the pan. Isn't he? Returns. Like, when you have him when he scores, you feel like top of the world. And then yeah. for the rest of the time, you feel like a dope. Get rid of him. Uh, Podence isn't a trap. He's five and a half million. He has great fixtures. Yotta is gone. Yep. I can't see 
Damatore moving up to right wing and I Poden's can. being dropped. I can see Poden's going left. Yeah. I'm sure we're going right wing. Oh, so can I, but I mean, I don't think he's going to be dropped. I think he's slightly ahead of Neto at the moment. On, on performance, he has to be miles ahead of Neto, I think. Yeah. No? Yeah, no, he rotates around a little bit, but yeah, I, my money is, money is on him starting the next game. Yeah, Spurs defence, what the fuck? Why would anyone have a Spurs defence? Doherty is gone to shit. I thought, did I call this on the pod or did I say this? I don't know if I said this myself. That he's always tired. He just, I don't know if he's going to fit in. Like in a back four uh, for Jose, I just like, uh, take him out of your team. Yeah. Eric Dyer is not a great defender. Ben Davies is going to be replaced by Reglion. He's a good sign, maybe. Five and a half million. Gareth Bale's nine and a half million. Nine and a half? Yeah. Is that, when that come in? It's confirmed, yeah. But uh, he's not going to be back for a month. Son is cheaper. <laughs> I love that they signed Bale injured. <sighs> so we'll move on to the final question. Colin Ryan. At 5.2 million overall, should I just give up? No. Uh, absolutely not. It's people, early days. People have literally started at the same time as you're giving up. So you've a head start on those. <laughs> yeah. And like, Colin kind of came to my attention this week because I did a competition for we've won last Renegades mug to give away. Yeah. And I said uh, on Twitter, predict your game week two score. So anyone that got their exact score. Won um, a cup mug. Won a mug. But it's obviously nearly impossible to win. I knew that. But uh, Colin predicted something like 103 points and he got like 30 points. <laughs> and I think he got rid of Sun for Bruno and he got rid of Ings <laughs> for someone else. And uh, it's not looking great now, but like there's so much time. Uh, you literally are starting ahead of people who yeah. will finish in the top 100k last season I was looking it up earlier after game week 16 I was 2.4 million couldn't get out of it I was like 2 million for the first 16 game weeks and um, just by playing ABC FPL I came 300k which isn't where I want to be but like 300k is a lot better than 5.2 million and like yeah. it's a I, I think you forget how close it, the whole thing is you yeah. can easily sink into 1 million and be very close to being 2 million with a, with a single game week. Yeah. yeah everybody kind of stays within the bracket that they end up at which is why i always think getting a fast start is really important yeah. um but there's not a huge amount of difference in points not between these just keep focusing on your decisions you probably one game week away from going to like two million yeah make the right transfers try and get the best captains don't go on tilt and like start doing all speculative shit earlier no, it's way no, too no, early no. for that you fucking go template before you go mental yeah and colin we're actually going to give you a little bit more encouragement because with your permission, I want to make this a weekly segment. Where is Colin as well? Paul On top of Willie. Willie. We want to see if Colin can get from 5.2 million into the top 500,000. <laughs> see if he writes back. That is your mission, Colin. Give us your permission. That is all of the questions. Do you consent? <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show. Is there anything you would like to finish with before we wrap it up? Yes. We've made a balls of the timing of this. <laughs> podcast it's very long yet again um i don't even know where we bloated the fuck out of this one bloated <laughs> but we did do it um to finish i suppose we just have to point out that willie is game week rank 5.7 million wow and we probably can't really discuss that in detail it's i see he hasn't even hit 100 points in the two weeks he's got i don't know what the fur the fuck is he i mean how can you be that low I don't I yeah. look we'll have to discuss this in more detail <laughs> next week when we hopefully will have more we're going to need a half hour segment on this yeah so uh we don't even have time to talk about our league we'll be back next week to at least uh, grant the league will run in the point out our top 10 in the league if you're interested in the league click on the league that's Kirk's, what's happening some of the people that play the game 
who are our followers. That's the highlight of their week. The chance of being named in the top ten. You kind of do we call it top ten last week? Yeah. That that was that was amazing. I'm glad yeah. we had the time last week to do that. You kind of forget that, like not everybody are FPL superstars like ourselves. Well, we got FPL casuals. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being casual either. You know, people like casual stuff. I, I have a problem with Willie though. It's just his team's on my sh- screen here. I'm, it's distracting the fuck out of me. Right. I think we should leave it there though. So uh, thanks to anyone that did stick with us till the end of the podcast. You have the patience of a saint. <laughs> we started off so well. Yeah, it was so short at the start. We're like, this is going to be our shortest pod ever. But uh, if you did enjoy it, please do check out our Twitter page. It's the FPL Renegades podcast at Renegades FPL. We would really appreciate if you share the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, Give us a five-star review on Bebo or Public, wherever, publicly. <laughs> wherever people listen to podcasts these days. And uh, this is going to be our shortest outro ever. So I'm going to leave it there. Have you anything left to say? Merch. We have to get merch. <laughs> <laughs> How do we monotonize this? <laughs> so thanks again to everyone for listening. Good luck and good night.